What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mayolari. So today I had the opportunity to talk with Todd Interdonato, the head baseball coach at Boston College, talked everything from his days at Wofford to BC. Check out that episode. It's now live on Spotify and YouTube. And right now in this episode, I'm going to preview tonight's Beanpot games. We have at 5 o'clock, Northeastern going up against Harvard, and then at 8 o'clock, BC versus BU. Both those games we televised on Nesson. I'm going to give a brief history of the Beanpot Tournament quickly, just what's happened over the last few years, and then I'll preview each of the games, talk about how every team has played over the last week or two, and then I'll give you guys my picks at the end of who I think is going to win. The best part of the Beanpot is it's a two-game tournament, basically, so you just need to win two games. You don't have to be playing your best hockey, even though that obviously helps, but you only have to be great on two Monday nights to win the Beanpot. And that's not taking away from the tournament. I love the way it's set up. I love it being a four-team tournament. But the reality is any team can win. I know Harvard has struggled this season. They could win the Beanpot because you only have to win two games at the end of the day. It's not like the Frozen Four tournament where you have to win more games. So let's start off with the history of the Beanpot. This will be the 71st Beanpot tournament. BC is in second place all-time with 20 Beanpot tournament titles. BU has 31. Harvard has 11. Northeastern has 8. So it goes BU with 31. BC with 20. Harvard with 11. Northeastern with 8. BC's last time winning the Beanpot was in 2016. They have the longest drought of any of the four teams here. Harvard last won in 2017. BU won in 2022. And Northeastern won most recently in 2023. So now let's look at tonight's games. We'll start off with Northeastern versus BU. The game at 5 p.m. on Nesson. It's actually a rematch of last year's Beanpot Finals matchup. Northeastern took home the W in a shootout to bring home their fourth Beanpot trophy in the last five years to Huntington Avenue. That was a great game. I didn't really love it ending in a shootout necessarily, but I know that was the rules at the end of the day. So I understand the rules are the rules, but... I would have never wanted to lose in a Beanpot final game in a shootout, so I did feel bad for the Crimson in that one. But I'm happy Northeastern did bring home the trophy last year. So we'll look at Northeastern on the season. They are 11-12-2. They've started to figure things out and turn things around as of late. They've moved up to 19 in the pairwise rankings. At one point, they were in like the high 20s, like 27, 28, 29, 30. But they've won four games in a row, and it's a great time to get hot heading into this tournament. Because not only is the Beanpot tournament in February, but we're only like a month or so away from the Hockey East tournament. And if you win the Hockey East tournament, you're an automatic bid for the NCAA tournament. So that's obviously a great time right now to try to figure things out and get back on track. And Northeastern has started to figure things out. They've beaten some good teams as of late as well. They took down BU 4-3 at Matthews Arena last Tuesday night. In overtime, getting a game-winning goal by freshman Dylan Rutzkovian, who's been really tearing it up as of late. He's the brother of Justin Rutzkovian, Northeastern's captain. In the last six games, Ritzkovian has a point in all six games, so a six-game point streak heading into tonight, with three goals, six assists, and nine points over the last six matches. So that's obviously great to see, seeing a young player like him starting to heat up. Obviously a great time of the year as well, like I've noted now a few times, to get things on track and figure things out. Northeastern then went and followed that up with a win over Maine at Matthews Arena this past Friday night. Winning that game 6-3 over the Black Bears with five goals in the third period for the Huskies. Five different players scored, which is pretty special. That doesn't happen too often with five different players scoring the same period, especially in the period when Northeastern was heading into that one, trailing 3-1. But five straight goals gives them a 6-3 win over the Black Bears, including three power play goals in that last period. Maine's been great this season, top five in the pay-wise rankings for a good amount of the last few weeks. So that's a huge win for Northeastern. In the new year, Northeastern's beat Maine. They've beat BU. They lost 2-1 to one to UMass, who was number 12 in the country when they matched up. They split with the University of Vermont. They lost 4-3 to three to BU on January 9th. They played BU now twice in the new year. They lost 4-3 to three to BU on January 9th, losing that game in overtime, a game where Northeastern could have won. 
And then they also tied the number three team in the country when they matched up, Quinnipiac, on January 6th. So Northeastern has figured things out. They've started to turn things around. In 2024, Northeastern is 5-3-1, with two of their losses being in overtime. All three of their losses being by one goal. So they're playing much better hockey right now. Also, they handed BC their first home loss of the season at Conti Forum on December 1st. And I know that's not in the new year, but that's still something to note. They beat BC at Conti Forum 5-3 on December 1st, including a hat trick by Cam Lund, who seems to always play better against BC. So we'll see what happens in the tournament. But this is obviously a great time for them to start getting back on track. And obviously Northeastern has had a lot of success in the Beanpot as of late. Four of the last five championships in the Beanpot have gone to Northeastern. One thing that the Huskies are doing very well this season is that they're much more disciplined this year than in years past. Just about eight penalty minutes per game on average, which is top five in the country. So that's great to see. And their savior in the Beanpot last year, Gunnar Wolf Fontaine, is still a Husky this year. He's now back as a senior. He scored both goals for Northeastern against Harvard last year, including the game-tying goal. And Harvard had a great year last year. They were the number nine team in the country, I believe, at the time when Northeastern matched up with them in the Beanpot final last year. And Devin Levi, can't take away from him, he was unreal in net for the Huskies. And that's obviously a big loss. But their goalie this year has stepped up. Cameron Whitehead, only a freshman, has looked pretty good as of late. Overall in the season, 9-10 save percentage, 2.71 goals against average. But in the new year, giving up just about 2.66 goals per game. And he has big wins over BU and Maine. So the big question is this. Can he continue Northeastern's goaltender dominance in the Beanpot? Northeastern has had the Eberle Award winner in five straight tournaments. The Eberle Award is given to the goalie with the best save percentage in the tournament. Caden Primo won it twice. Craig Pantano won it once. TJ Semdumfelter won it once. And Devin Levi won it once. Five straight years, Northeastern has had the best save percentage for a goalie in the Beanpot tournament. So the main question tonight is, can Cameron Whitehead continue that? And I think he can, based on how he's been playing as of late. One other guy I want to mention before I transition to Harvard is Jack Williams who has really stepped up as a sophomore for Northeastern this season. He looked good last year. You saw some raw talent. It wasn't all showing up in the stat sheet, though. But this year, 14 goals, 16 assists, 30 points. He's been the best scorer on Northeastern this season. So now I'm going to transition and talk about Harvard. And I know they've been struggling this year. They're 4-13-3 overall. But they do have a young lineup. The average age of a player in the Harvard lineup is 21 years old and 103 days. 21 years and 103 days old which is the third youngest team in all of college hockey. So that's the reason they're struggling right now. They're 4-13-3, but the talent is there. They have 11 NHL draft picks, including Mikey Callow from South Boston, rooting for him to do well tonight. Obviously a great story being a local kid playing in the Beanpot, hoping he can find a way to score in tonight's game. But Harvard does have a young team. So even though they are struggling right now, I think a year from now, this team is going to be in a better place. And there's two things that stand out to me in games I've seen Harvard play this year, and then looking at the numbers. They've only shot 24 shots per game on average, which is fourth worst in the NCAA. They're not getting much going on offense, which is obviously a big worry. And then on defense, they're allowing 3.6 goals per game, which is the seventh worst in the NCAA. And partly is because they do have a young goalie, and they also have a young team, like I've noted already. So I do think a year from now, this team's going to be in a better place. Because they have 11 NHL draft picks, so the talent is obviously there. They are very young, so this year's going to be a building year where they get a lot of experience. And one thing that's good is that they are very disciplined. Just about seven minutes per game, they give away to penalties, which is top three in college hockey. And that's obviously a great thing to build around is being a disciplined team. A year from now, this team's going to have more experience and obviously more time under their belts in college hockey. That's why I think this team's going to be much better off. A year from now, they're going to be in a better position. 
But like I've said now multiple times, anything can happen in the bee punt. You only need to win two games. You only need to win two games. Michael Callow is actually third on the team in points with two goals, nine assists, 11 points on the season. He's third on the team in points. So that's obviously great to see seeing a local kid succeed at the next level. And one other thing I want to mention, he also has the best plus minus on the team. Plus four, plus minus, which is the best on the Harvard team. That's obviously awesome to see. And I'm excited to see what he does in tonight's game. One other guy I want to mention before I now transition to the other game is Joe Miller, who is actually the leading scorer for Harvey this year, a sophomore forward with 10 goals, 9 assists, 19 points. He's a guy that needs to step up in tonight's game. The first game is always close. It seems to always go down to the wire, always go down to overtime, and then it delays the second game. So I would not be surprised if this game is right down to the wire with a potential chance of seeing an overtime game. So now I'm going to transition and talk about BC versus BU. The number one team in the country, BC, going up against the number three team in the country, BU. There's a combined 28 NHL draft picks in this game, which is pretty wild. 28 NHL draft picks between BC and BU. Harvard actually has 11. Northeastern has 8. So there's 19 in the first game, which is obviously a decent amount. That's a lot of NHL talent. But in the second game, there's 28 NHL draft picks. So combined overall in the beam between the four teams, we're looking at 47 combined NHL draft picks. So there's a lot of talent to watch in these two games. BC took down BU two times, actually, a few weeks ago in a home-and-home -home series at a Gannis Arena Conti Forum. BC has been great overall this season, as is BU. I think this is going to be a great game right down to the wire. I understand why it's the 8 o'clock game. That game's going to be a fun one to watch. The number one and number three teams in the country going at it, obviously on a big stage as well. BC is 19-4-1 on the season with 4.2 goals per game, third best in college hockey. Just so much talent, especially in their first two lines. And then on the back end, they're very good with a great goalie as well who's been really good this season. They're actually the youngest team in all of college hockey, with an average age of 20 years and 9 months old. And you combine it with all the firepower talent they have. They're young, but they're also so fast, so quick, and crisp on offense and defense. 20 years, 9 months old, the youngest team in college hockey. And when you're watching them play, you wouldn't even think this team's the youngest team in college hockey, because it seems like they've all been playing together for 3 or 4 years. Gabe Pro and Will Smith, both freshmen, are both top 5 in points in all of college hockey this season. Then you also add in Ryan Leonard, who's another first-round pick, that plays on the same line as Perot and Smith. That line has just been special to watch. And they just play so fast and crisp. Cutter Godier, who's on the first line for BC, which they have two basically first lines. Godier, 21 goals, 13 assists, 34 points on the season. I was honestly surprised to see him go back to BC for a sophomore year. But I guess it came down to him not wanting to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. He ends up getting his wish just about two or three weeks ago now. Was traded to the Anaheim Ducks, who has a young core that they're building there. They got Cutter Godier, Sam Colangelo, Mikey Callow, Leo Carlson. They're building a nice core there in Anaheim. So that's obviously good to see for their future. Godier didn't want to play for the Flyers, I guess. I guess he ghosted them at the World Juniors and made it evident he didn't want to play there. So they end up moving on from him. And I understand why Flyers fans wouldn't be happy with that. He's a top player in college hockey. Not being able to see him play in Philly is obviously a disappointment, especially considering... He's the top five pick to the Flyers just about two years ago now. So the last guy I want to mention before I move over to BU is BC's freshman goalie, Jacob Fowler, who has been tremendous this season. He's come up big for BC this year, not only because of the big saves he's had, but because of his consistency. BC has been looking for a consistent goalie over the last three years, which they haven't had. It's been a different goalie each of the last three seasons. But Fowler seems like that guy that's going to be there for the next couple seasons and hold things down. He's giving up 2.2 goals against him per game, with a 9.25 save percentage. He's been one of the best goalies in college hockey this year. And I know BC's offense is everything that people talk about because that's obviously flashy and people love seeing high-scoring games where they're winning 6-2. to two. 
But not many people talk about their goalie Fowler, who has been great this season. As for BU, they're 17-7-1. Once again, another great team in this tournament. They've lost three of their last four games, though, heading into tonight. So they're not really playing the best hockey heading into this tournament. They were swept by BC 4-1 and 4-3 just about a week and a half ago now. And then they lost to Northeastern last week, 4-3 in overtime at Matthews Arena. They did follow it up with a win over UNH this past week on Friday night. But they have lost three of the last four games. And like I've said, this is the time of the year you want to be playing your best hockey. And like I've said now, any of these four teams are capable of winning this tournament. Because you only need to win two games. You need to be good tonight in the semifinals. You need to be good next Monday night in the finals. BU is also a young team just like BC and Harvard. They're the fourth youngest team in college hockey. So that's obviously big. There's a lot of young teams in this tournament. So a lot of young talent. Guys probably getting their first crack at the Beanpot tournament. And they get to see what it's actually about. That's obviously going to be great to see. It's something I've looked forward to my whole life. I've always been a big fan of the Beanpot. Whether I go or I'm watching on TV, I'm always locked in. Won't be at tonight's game, unfortunately. But I will be rooting for BC. And I'll be rooting for Northeastern. But I would love to see Harvard win. For the sake of Mikey Callow. That kid deserves it. He's put in the work and obviously all the time to get to make it to the next level. And he's been great for Harvard this season. I'm a Northeastern fan at the end of the day, but I'd love to see him play well in tonight's game. As for BU's offense, they're averaging 3.9 goals per game, which is sixth best in all of college hockey. Max Celebrini is a top NHL draft prospect for this upcoming draft. And he has been unreal as a freshman. 19 goals, 18 assists, 37 points. Flashy play with speed, great hands, and obviously a great shot as well. The Hudson boys are both back for their sophomore seasons with BU. Both of the Hudsons are actually tied for second in goals on the Terriers with 10 this year. They still have Dylan Peterson, who had success in the bean pot in years past. And they also picked up NU transfer Jack Hughes, who went from Huntington Avenue to Commonwealth Avenue. He is now at BU. Six goals, five assists, 11 points on the season. It was tough to see him leave Northeastern, but I'm happy to see him doing well at BU. BU's goalie this season is Matthew Caron, who's been playing well overall, 2.4 goals against with a 9-12 save percentage. But here's the big question in tonight's game. Can BC beat BU a third time? I think anything can happen in these games because you only need to win two games, like I've said. Northeastern is starting to heat up at the right time. BC and BU have so much firepower to work with that have had great seasons. And then Harvard, even though they've been struggling this year, they have a young team to build on for the future. And who knows? Maybe they have momentum shift their way tonight. They turn the season around with a big win tonight. Who knows? There's still season left to play after this. And sometimes the bean pot can be a turning point for some teams. It's going to be a fun two Monday nights to watch, though. I know that for sure. And now for my predictions. I know this is a quick episode, so I don't really get to talk about everything like I wanted to. But it had to be a quick one since I have to run, unfortunately. But I get Northeastern winning 4-2 over Harvard tonight. I get BC winning 3-2 in overtime over BU. And you already know what's coming. What's going to happen in the bean pot final next week. I'm going to take Northeastern over BC in an upset 3-2 win in the Beanpot Final next week with a game-winning goal from none other than Cam Lund, who has had a lot of success against BC over the last couple seasons. He has two hat-tricks in the last two years against BC. Seems to always play better against them for some reason. I think Northeastern, they find a way to win tonight. I think they can upset BC or BU in that game next week. Northeastern has proven that they can beat some of the bigger teams, even though they've struggled this season overall, and they're just about 500, a game out of 500. They've proven they can beat some of the bigger teams in the country like Quinnipiac, which, who they tied with, like BC, like BU, like Maine. It only takes two wins. So we'll see what happens. Anyways, that'll wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.